seeking collaborations with influential people, at GZPR, we create passion-fueled collaborations that go beyond traditional representation, a performance agency that onboards new clients every month. Our focus is on POC collaborations. Contact us now at hellogzpr.com, a self-aware public relations agency exploring world perspectives with leading talents. Hello and welcome. My name is Tiffany Farag and welcome to Get to Know You, a podcast for those who want to open conversations and access deeper dialogue, where conversations can become stronger when we explore our thinking and behavior. Every Tuesday, a new question will be asked to a guest speaker, genuine everyday people here to have insightful conversations. My guest speaker today is Alicia Waller. She is a multi-talented singer-songwriter whose vision is to inspire meaningful cultural exchange through music. With a background... As an operatic soprano, Alicia has since focused on soul music and the African diaspora as a foundation for her EP, Some Hidden Treasure, released in February 2020. Her voice and sound have been hailed as flexible and virtuosic, as well as splendid and luminous. Alicia's work and the process were recently featured in the documentary short, What Moves You by Sky Hour. She seeks to create music that feels as tangible, equitable and fresh as a cultural exchange, highlighting the beauty of the commonalities we all share. Welcome, Alicia Waller, to Get to Know You. Welcome. Hi, Tiffany. How's it going? Good. I'm so happy to have you on the podcast. I'm excited to be here. Thank you so much. I think it'd be lovely and great for the listeners to hear a lot about your EP, Some Hidden Treasure. Thank you. Yeah, I just uh, I just put it out in February 2020, like you just mentioned. Uh, for me, it's definitely um, kind of an opportunity for me to express myself. I come from classical music, come from opera, which is definitely a practice of singing the songs that other people have already written. Uh, So you're asked to execute and become kind of a master in your instrument, uh, but never really asked to express your own soul and your own thoughts. Um, So this was my first shot at that. And I uh, was really excited to do it. I wanted to talk a lot about kind of what womanhood means to me, um, expressing myself, desire for love, like, et cetera. Um, So, yeah. And then musically, I was really wanting to kind of explore some sounds that I hadn't gotten a chance to coming from classical music. I wanted to kind of have something that felt jazzy, but like not quite jazz, like maybe a little bluesy. Is it soul music? Like all these things uh, combined to make something kind of new. I love it so much. I listen to it all, as you know, and listeners, and it's definitely all of what you describe and more (laughs) and so much depth to it. And it really hits you and touches you. And, um, and it's just brilliant. I think it was incredibly powerful and there's so many more words that it can be described in your voice. Thank you. It can be described. So yeah, no, I Thank love you, that, you, that you put all this together and you, you came out with the album and how long did it take like for you before you would have released it on February? Is this something you've been working on for? I had. Yeah. So yeah, there's a lot that it was my first effort and I went all in. I like, I went for it. Um, so putting a record together is fascinating. It's uh, a long process. There's the marketing leg alone is like a five to six month process um, before it even comes out. Uh, and then the recording process, you know, that can be quick. It can be slow. Mine was, you know, kind of somewhere in between. Um, so songwriting, I probably wrote everything in maybe a month and a half. That actually didn't take me that long. Um, but then the recording process did take a long time because recording is very expensive. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. yeah. So uh, getting the band together, rehearsals, the recording time itself, um, that probably took me, you know, like maybe four months. So I guess not super long, but long enough. Um, And then there's the post-production process, which is also pretty lengthy of like, yeah, you know, mixing everything together. Is that the sound you want? Do you want to bring out the bass? Do you want to bring out the voice? Like do, what sort of room do you want it to sound like it's in? Like creating this whole acoustic environment. Um, and then mastering, of course. And then finally you get it to your record label. And then finally, five months after that, it comes out. Wow. So it's probably like 
is probably maybe like a month or a year 0.75. So like, we'll call it 21 months. That's probably about how long it took me. Wow. That's, yeah. Wow, I, I didn't know the lengthy process like at all. I know. Okay. It, you know, I will say it was my first time, so it probably will be faster the next time. There was a learning experience for me. You know, coming from classical music, again, I wasn't accustomed to, like, what is, even recording techniques, you know, I learned so much. Um, So I hope to kind of do the next one faster, and I'm already beginning to work on it. But it it took me a while. No, I love it. You can definitely see all the hard work that's been put in it. Let's take, for one example, for one song, which I love, and that's the music video, which is beautiful. Thank you. I think it's amazing. And listeners, this will be in the the link description, so you can click on the video and then watch it for yourselves. I highly, highly recommend clicking on it. And with that song in particular, was that one hit? Like you sat down, the words just come to you, or is it something – you know, I'm so curious. Is something you go, okay, I need to sit down and write this? Or is it something that you're just going throughout your day and then these words just pop in your head or lyrics come to you? Like, what is your process? So I'm definitely someone where sound comes first and then lyrics follow. Um, but soul happens is like slightly different. It really did come as one for me. Mm-hmm. So, and that was that first like, like I had this like, I was feeling kind of like saucy, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, like that. Saucy. I was. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I was kind of feeling myself. I, ha- yeah. I, I had gone out on, you know, I was dating someone new and I was kind of like feeling my lady power a bit. Um, and I just, you know, I, there's something about a three, like one, two, three, one, two, three, especially like in a kind of bluesy, like Southern kind of like, in the U.S., I don't, I don't know if you know the Bayou region, but it's like uh, kind of like where the swamps are. It's New Orleans. It's hot, um, sticky. Like so, that one, two, three, one, two, three. I heard it in my head, and I heard all the voices, like the background, this kind of like sensual sound, like seductive sound, um, and it came immediately. So, like you want to so, so, so so you know it like and I just heard it um but the other the other sections they came separately um I they like they all came and they sound this way they came individually and I just couldn't help I just wanted to put them together and I remember talking to my producer and he was like oh okay (laughs) like that's interesting um but to his credit he also went with me he said he thought it was kind of cool because I, I was interested in articulating kind of how very disparate emotions can come right after one another, you know, yeah. like how they, they make the greater whole. Um, so to me, they worked. Um, but yeah, in terms of, thank in you. The sound too, like there's a, all of a sudden it's like a, it's like another, almost like another song's coming in, but it's like you said, like how you describe it, like another feeling, another emotion. I'm like, yeah. oh, okay. It, like it, it, it changes and you see that shift. Which is totally. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I, I always like when I'm describing it very quickly, cause there's three parts. I always say there's the seduction, which is that first part that opens up um, the seduction, the refusal, like uh, fall back. I'm going to do me. I'm interested mm-hmm. in me. I'm enjoying myself. And then finally it ends with the serenade, which is like the romantic, like, let's do this thing together. So that's kind of what I was going for. Nice. No, that's so beautiful. Do you try to, so with the video and the song, sometimes people will, is your message clear or are you trying to make your message clear or are you leaving it for ambiguity and like open to interpretation? I think I was in two very different places, still the same person, but in two very different places, um, writing the song versus putting out the music video. Like I said, probably two years had passed in that time. Um, so writing the song, I did leave a lot of ambiguity. I, I wanted, I wanted it to, I think the music is a little explicit, um, in, in terms of the sound of the song, the instrumentation of that, the, the like instinctual instinct, (laughs) instinctual instinct. Um, 
But the lyrically, I wanted to leave a little bit unsaid. So I wanted to say just enough where if you're, if you're really looking for it, you can see it. Um, but I wanted it to also kind of not totally be totally explicit. Um, whereas with the music video, I was in a place of very much wanting to be explicit. I wanted to center black women. I wanted us to be front and center. I wanted to show our features, our faces, our hair, our bodies. Uh, and I wanted it to be very unapologetic in its presentation. And, um, I wanted, uh, I wanted it to be free from kind of like the male gaze, you know, to just be women as we are, um, as we are in this world. That's beautiful. No, I really Black women like specifically. I Thank you. That. And you can definitely feel that. And you, when you watch it, it definitely is very powerful and, and comes across. So that's fantastic. And Thank you. With the, with it's such a different, like, it's like the words are almost one thing, like listening to it and then watching the video with it, mm. you're having another whole different experience. That's, you know, I didn't think about that. I really with soul out of all the songs in the EP and there's only four, um, soul is the one that I think represents the most of who I want to be. Um, I think as a person and also as an artist. Can I um, make you a little bit more specific, a little bit more? What, yeah. What do, you, what do you mean? Well, like I said, it was very, it was very gutsy. I was really, I was enjoying myself yeah. when I was writing it and I was feeling very powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, I'm a human being. You don't always feel that level of confidence. Um, but I want, I want to make music that's gutsy you know that's the music that I'm interested in the music that flies forward and just like comes at you unapologetically um so yeah I don't know I kind of forgot the question the initial prompt how is it how is it um no you hit it really oh well, yeah, yeah yeah oh no, you, how you want to be how do you want to be and how do you see yeah. yeah 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 but also I was uh you had asked me about the music video Yes. Um, and how that also represents a different kind of thing. Um, right. So, so lyrically with the song, there's, okay, I'll break the, I haven't broken this down for anybody before. Um, cause it's a lot. Uh, so there's musically what I was thinking, then there's lyrically what I was thinking. And then there's the music video, that final expression that I wanted to convey. So musically, I was interested in something, like I said, that sounded gutsy, unapologetic, that flies forward. I'm a big fan of 70s rock, just like I can't get enough of it. Um, And I wanted it to have that like funky, like feeling of jamming. Yeah. So, but then to have that kind of like, it's not jazz, but everybody that I work with, I love playing with jazz instrumentalists. I love that kind of musical exploration. So like a hint of, of like, um, I don't know, I don't want to say sophistication because it implies something different, but a, a kind of, virtuosity okay, yeah, yeah. Virtuosity, yeah virtuosity in the playing and and in the like harmonic expression so that was what I was thinking musically then lyrically I wanted to write a love song to black men I wanted to center black men in my lyrics I I wanted to um kind of articulate love as I uh have experienced it um which is to have those sensual moments and then to also have those hey I'm gonna do me moments Um, and then also to have that serenade, um, and especially, you know, like 2020, we're coming out of it, but it's been an interesting year. Uh, I think the world has taken note of kind of what's going on racially in the U S and there, um, there's a lot of challenges that black communities face regularly, um, black men, especially and women, um, all of us really. Um, and I wanted to. I wanted to speak finally in that serenade. There's a point where I say, uh, come, let's show them how it's going to be. Why don't you sing it with me? Like creating a life and a world of our own. I wanted to write something very delicate and intentional to that experience. Um, and then finally, with the music video, um, once again, as I mentioned to you already, that kind of centering of the Black woman. So like, interesting, like the song is very much to the to the black man and then uh the music video centering us 
Yes, exactly. Yeah, no, that's, yeah. I love how you broke it down. Thank you so much. Cause that's why it's a lot. I was, yeah. So initially, like when you watch the video and you have those, the words, the lyrics are a message to like black men and then the, the video itself is black women. And then, and then you kind of separate that and you don't even look at the video and you listen to the sound and you're like, whoa, is this like, you know, you're really encompassing so many different things, but I love it. I love it. It flows so well and it's very, um, it, it works. Thank you. Thanks for giving me a chance to talk about it too. Like I, I, I genuinely haven't spoken about how many, like the number of things I was thinking about for this oh, whole so final you. product. No, Thank good. you. Good. No, that's fantastic. So <laughs> with our question, this is great because we have to yeah. go a bit further now and go a bit deeper. <laughs> so listeners, our question is, and this question actually Alicia men- mentioned it to me. So this is fantastic. The question is, why do our feelings erupt into creation? Now, I'm sure this is something you've thought about quite a bit, but yeah. when you was, after we, you know, mentioned the question and then you kind of went off and started thinking, what were some first things that came to your mind? Yeah. Uh, honestly, I was a little intimidated. <laughs> I thought, I am, I, am I qualified to talk about this? Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, So I guess I wonder a lot about this because I I am someone that's very interested in people. I just, I can't get enough of culture and I can't get enough of the fact that we're, you know, the corny, corny, we're all so similar, looking, desiring the same core things, but the way we go about it is different. Mm. Um, And so I think musically, I love listening to music of other cultures because for me, as someone who's very oriented for music, to me, it, it speaks a lot to who a people are. And it, uh, so when I'm curious about a world or a people, I should say in the world, um, I love to listen to, to what they're, how they're expressing themselves musically. Like what, what are the music cultures that, uh, the people most identify with? Um, and so there's this, question that I had been circling around of just why do we all do this thing? Like why, and for me, music specifically, why do we all turn to song and prolonged vocalizing, you know, because that's all singing is ultimately, you're just kind of holding things out. (laughs) Why are we doing this? And, and why are we so often singing about love or hurt or like, basic human needs, shelter, challenge, whatever, we're articulating joy, celebration. Um, so yeah, circling in and around that. And, and I guess what the notion that I have is that there's something abstract about emotions. There's something, I don't know, emotions are so, um, they're so real, but so not fixed, you know, Mm -hmm. they're, they're malleable, they're amorphous. Um, they overlap with one another. Um, they're not ever, uh, segmented, you know, there's maybe one's out front, you know, maybe joy is out front and maybe a sadness is behind. Uh, but then you have like, I'm obsessed with Portuguese culture. Then you have something like the word saudade, which is, um, a combination of the two, you know, like they're existing together. Um, so I feel that having, having these, this unclear, but strong, like fixed, but yet not experience requires a fixed, but yet not response or articulation. And I feel like maybe that's what creativity is, you know, like you're feeling something that's so true and so definite, but so hard to hold totally. Yeah. So then how, how do you express that or how do you record that? You know, how do you define it without something that is fixed and real, but so hard to hold, <laughs> you know, no, that's so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. No, I understand what you're saying. And, and I do, I, do. <laughs> I really understand what you're saying. And it's nice how you break that down. Not a lot of people talk about that whole, you know, I like how you said that joy could be like in the front and then sadness is kind of sitting in the back. And sometimes yeah. I think when people are unable to describe how they're, 
like the emotion that they're feeling is because there's multiple things kind of going on at once. And it's not a matter of identifying what it is. It's just like, well, it could be this, 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 and this together. So that's what, that's why it may be hard to identify what it is. And I love too, when you're saying about, um, how different cultures work with music and I always find it Mm. so interesting like this instrument like the guitar or whatever it is Mm -hmm. and then like listening to like I like listening to some Egyptian classical music um, Mm. and the way that they use the instruments and the sound that comes out of that and then the Mm. sound that comes out of western culture it's like whoa that's so different the same instrument yeah such a different sound and I always was fascinated so much so much by that and it's just like it's incredible I'm just I like just how they how that comes out and comes together and I like that you're fascinated with the Portuguese kind of culture which is uh yeah why why I just can't stop because I'm a dork I'm a nerd at the end of the day (laughs) (laughs) um I just love it I I've always uh I you know I, I haven't totally mastered any language but and, you know, maybe I haven't even mastered English, uh, but I speak a couple of languages fairly well. Um, and my first language that I started learning was Spanish. Um, and I think that kind of like initial love, I have a, a, a attraction to kind of like Latin uh, languages uh, because of Spanish being the home base. So Portuguese came to me much later, but um, there's a lot of overlap between like Spain, Portugal, Brazil, and more or less the rest of Latin America, um, a lot of cultural overlap. Um, but I just, I remember when I first, it's funny, when I first heard anyone even talk about Portuguese, I was, I, I hadn't, I wouldn't think about it again for like seven years. I, I was, I was in my freshman year of college and I went to hear this singer that was like really great. She was, she was really good. Um, she was a year above me. Uh, so I went to hear her. She was giving some jazz talk back. Um, and she was singing Brazilian music and she's not Brazilian, but she, she singing jazz, you know, there's a lot of, um, uh, like Afro samba jazz. It's, it, it's closely intertwined. Um, and so they had some, some Brazilian come up and talk about this word saudade. And they were describing what it meant. And they like talked about, they spent an entire hour talking about it. And it was just a single word and it meant so much. And I, I'll never forget it because when I was reintroduced to that word seven years later, when I went to Brazil and heard the singer that I'm obsessed with, Seu Jorge, um, that he's singing about it all the time. And then I started to notice that like, a lot of these Brazilians are singing about it all the time. And then I started to, I got invited to Portugal to go learn about Fado. Um, and they're singing about it all the time. And, and I started to realize like all these Portuguese people or Portuguese speaking people um, have a lot of opinions about this word. And I have this little theory that it, res- it um, reflects a lot about Portuguese cultures on the whole, like having this word that means bittersweet, but beyond like in a way that's bigger than we have in English, mm. you know, it's like the be- it's supposed to mean like the best. It's like a longing, a sense of longing for the best and the worst all at once. Ah, like it's like this really yeah. rich word. Yeah. Um, and, and so they're singing about it often. And I, I just have this theory that, having that word puts something in in all the people and then therefore puts so much in the music also that's i went too far but no you went (laughs) i love that so much no i really like that i like how it made such an impact on you and that you wanted to explore it more and understand and and we're very observant and taking it in and how how it had different meaning all these different people so that, yeah. that that's incredible I like that you can I add one thing add more to me yes tell me more. now now that I'm just like totally geeking out with you <laughs> yeah. um there's also uh Cesaria Evora who is a like the queen of the of all singers uh, from Cape Verde um she uh has this song that like is loved all around the world world called Sodad so 
in uh, Cape Verde, they, they're calling it Sodad, which is their Creole. In Portugal, it's Saudad. And then Bras in Brazil, Saudade. And they're, but they're all singing about the same thing. And I just love it. And her, uh, Cesaria Evora's version is just stunning. I, I really want to sing it. I'm like, I've got my hands on it. I want to, I want to do a cover. <laughs> do it. What, have you done it before? Have you tried to? No, no, not this one. I've sung a few other uh, Portuguese things, Brazilian songs, especially. Mm. Um, and, and Fadu also. Um, but uh, Cape Verde, I haven't touched yet. I hope you to. You haven't touched that one. Nice. Well, I'm looking forward to it. When you, when Thank you, you. Get your hands on that. I'll get your, you know, start doing that. So the other thing you mentioned is you, so you speak multiple languages. So you speak Spanish, Portuguese, yes. English, yes. and? Yes. Uh, a little bit of French, a little bit of Italian. And like, you know how it is when you're, when you're in a place like, actually, just like we were talking about with emotion. Sometimes they're like, they sleep dormant and then yes. you go back and you're like, oh yeah, I still remember this. I got that. Um, nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's about what it is. No, nice, nice. So I uh, I went away and did some research on after we on this question. Okay. And so I uh, researched this man. He's a neurologist. His name is Antonio Damasio. He's from Portugal. Okay. And he differentiates between our feelings and our emotions. Now, I know a lot of people kind of use them interchangeably. They as the same thing, but they're not uh-huh. quite the same thing. So. He, the neuroscience behind it, he said emotions are more compl- are more or less the complex reactions the body has to certain stimulus. Okay. That's what our emotions is. So, for example, when you're scared of something and your heart begins to race, maybe your mouth becomes dry, your skin mm. turns pale, your muscles contract, this emotional reaction occurs automatically and unconsciously. Your feelings occur after we become aware in our brain of such physical changes. So only then your feeling would be fear. Okay. So our feelings are formed by our emotions. Oh, okay. Antonio. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So he has this, one of these quotes is, so he says, joy or sorrow can emerge only after the brain registers physical changes in the body. Okay. Okay. So the, so the, so the, so the physical change is, that's a hormonal response, right, I guess? But then the, then the emotion follows the physical change. That's the complex so the, so reaction. The, the, the changes are all considered the emotional. So all oh, of the wow. physical changes are considered the emotional. Oh, wow. That's on a neuroscience level. And then oh, wow. what comes out of that is like the feeling. It's the feeling. It's the feeling. So I was thinking... Um, I was actually thinking that it's like our feelings come from our emotions. Mm. So because our emotions are a physical stimulus or a physical reaction that's happening, it's physical, Mm. maybe that's the reason why our feelings then erupt into creation because it's something physical that needs to be let out again. Mm. That's deep. That's I like it. I like it. So that makes sense. So we're, okay, so this this would mean that we're actually, when we're creating, responding more to feeling or articulating feeling more so than emotion. Yes. And the feeling, oh, or, or, or is the feeling the, quasi-physical if you're you know painting um but the manifestation no no the creation is the manifestation like the physical quote-unquote manifestation of the feeling yes the manifestation of the feeling yes yes so it's like it's like a physical change has happened and so the body has well, our feelings kind of erupt and yeah. it's like, okay, I need to release another physical kind of change. Another, yeah. Another, another thing. You know, that's, it's interesting you say that because um, I've also been thinking a lot about what happens when you don't, you know, for me, I'm, I'm in a place right now of thinking what I want to make next, you know, mm-hmm. and there's like, 
the, a number of things that I'd like to make, but you know, you have to one thing at a time. Um, and again, one thing at front out front. Um, so I've been trying to decide like which project really am I wanting to record right now? Because I'm definitely planning to record this year Mm. or in 2021. Um, and I've been thinking a lot about what happens when you keep an expression in, like when it's not released, you know? Mm. Uh, I see your face. Mm. Yes. Uh, Yeah. Keep talking. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So like you're, you're kind of, you're kind of, I, I kind of, I like this idea of it's, it's the release of it um, because it needs to go somewhere. And I think for, you know, you listen to, especially art therapists, they're really good about this, about, you know, honing in on the fact that everyone is creative. Everyone has creativity in them. Yes. Um, we all do it. So, and it, I just, now I'm not being clear, but the, something needing to come out. What if it stayed? I like that. I don't, so like, so when you're, when you're like, you've got a lot, like I can see there's a lot in you that needs to, cause like you're very creative. So like when it stays in, what is that feeling for you when you don't let it out, when you don't express it, manifest it into something physical? Okay. For me personally, and I think it's, um, I think it's this way for a lot of, um, creators, but speak for yourself. Um, so speaking for me, uh, I need to, I cannot, like I need to make things. Um, and it doesn't, it doesn't always need to come out. It doesn't always need to be a formalized, formally released work. Um, but I need little, I need to make stuff as I say to my friends. Um, because for me, I'm just not quite whole and, and not quite satisfied. Uh, I'm, I'm a little too voracious, a little too hungry. Like I, I need to put it somewhere. Um, so what does it feel like without it? It's just, it's like a kid that needs to go run outside and play, you know, like, uh, you just need to run just, you know, by yourself or like make some little world, which once again is a creativity. Um, so it feels like letting off steam, but like a letting off steam that must happen. Do you think then that like how you've been talking about how we've been discussing it as I think Mm. it's like, I think this is something we all need to do. I don't think, I don't think anyone can leave it in or, or, and you don't have to create and people think, you know, when, when, you know, you're not not talking about everybody making a song or a video or a podcast or something that's, that's hard or something that is being, you know, put out there to the world maybe it's just something for yourself that you're creating that you need a release so it's just it's just that whole there's a maybe like a as Antonio Damasio was saying that would like maybe it's something that uh we all need to to uh express or let or manifest out of of our feelings and and I think so yeah I think so I have a friend of mine who uh, is a brilliant woman. She's, um, a lawyer. She's likely going to become a judge one day. She's just, I admire her a lot. Um, and she's also in the music video. <laughs> um, oh, and she, no, I, want to look I know, I know, you I know. Tell I me later. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's between you and me, yeah. but, um, <laughs> especially with her very professional path. Um, but she swears, she's so funny. She swears that she's not creative. And she's like, oh, no, that's you all day. And she'll say, oh, Alicia is the creator, blah, blah, blah. But then she makes these stunning, I don't even know how you call it, um, uh, like, you know, when you knit the, in, the, in the circle and you're knitting embroidery. and it's a little embroidery. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's not my creativity. <laughs> um, uh, she makes these beautiful uh, embroidered, uh, like, worlds you know like these little characters that are playing with each other uh she'll make one for her husband or family um and so I tell her over and over that's your creativity like that's your expression and so you know for you Tiffany slash Antonio this is the letting out of um 
of that, I guess, emotion or the feeling, the expression of the feeling. Yeah, yeah. I wonder too, though, with with like, you know, a lot of like like we talk about, and I think a lot of people like, you know, they they get stuck on the on the emotion of yeah. of like negative emotion. Yeah. And and we all do. We all get stuck on it sometimes, and we're just like, oh, it's it's heavy. Especially in twenty twenty. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Yeah, this year especially. And I think there's such heavy negative emotion, but it again, it's also layered. And I think when it's so heavy or or, or um, maybe outweighs another emotion, mm. people think that this is the only one that I'm feeling or and it maybe lasts so so long. And it's like, well, no, it's not. Maybe one is quite heavy, but doesn't mean you're not feeling the other things also. Well, this is so you're this is also a really interesting thing that I talk a lot about with fellow creatives. Um, and that's the question of why is it easier to write or, or create something out of a negative emotion, out of a sadness. Um, and I think that that would likely have to do with the fact that we as humans are primed to focus on the negative and, and I'm going to go out on a limb and bet that it's probably a survival tactic, you know, to try to fix something that's bad out there. Um, but our lives aren't as bad in that we're not, you know, fighting lions to survive anymore. <laughs> um, so now we're kind of left with, uh, without outlets to, uh, place those, those negative feelings and, and they can linger longer. This is me totally spitballing. Um, no, there's a lot of science proving what you're saying now. So oh, yeah? It, yeah. Oh, so I, I'm with the scientists? <laughs> yeah, you're with the scientists too. <laughs> um, but, uh, but like, so so something, it, 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 we just focus on it. It, it takes a larger space. Um, so I think that must be why, or at least part of a reason why, when we're creating, that's kind of the first place that we turn to. Like 100% for me, the first songs that I ever wrote, 100% out of sadness. And I think that that's the, or out of a, something, a sadness, like a, a needing to express and place a discomfort, a dissatisfaction. And I think that I, well, I know for a fact that at least amongst my friends, that tends to be pretty consistent that the first creation came out of a need to place a hurt um, as opposed to a desire to articulate a joy. Uh, that comes at least, and this is where I speak for myself, that for me has come later and, and is something that I'm intentionally trying to pursue now instead of always painting, right? Like I'm talking a lot, especially with Just Step Back, Some Hidden Treasure. It's all like love's lost. Yeah. Um, clouds even a little bit too. Soul, soul is a little different. Soul is my one kind of celebration. <laughs> um, but I'm trying to do that a bit more. Um, to focus on uh, the joys. Yeah, no, that's beautiful. I always wonder with with musicians because I have this f strong fascination with musicians, and oh. I always wonder. Yeah, I, I I just wonder though, are you able? I feel like because of the music itself, without the lyrics and the lyrics, you'll maybe able to navigate more what it is you're feeling in a way of like letting it out, like letting out exactly. So you could go to those touch on and, and reach those different areas of emotion, even when you are feeling a heightened level of sadness. I think you're right. I do think that there's something, you know, like people say music is the international language. Um, there's something deeper that music is able to tap into and, 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 and tunnel in just a little bit further um, because it has access to not only to link, like, I guess, verbal language, but also to harmonic language that it, he, one can just feel, you know? And I know, I know I haven't taken the time to really get into them. I know this has been studied. Um, the kind of the, the fact that music is mutually intelligible often. Um, like I, I could sit and listen 
my friend sent me a song uh, from South Korea today. She wants me to, she wants me to learn and collaborate with her. Um, and I feel, I don't know. I do not speak a lick of Korean. I wish I did. Um, but I, I feel harmonically even before that translation, the translation tells me more. Um, but I feel, I have a sense of what this song is about already. And that's because there's something mutually intelligible. Um, and, and so just, I'm, I'm really just taking a long time to agree with you in opera. We talk about this a lot too. Um, how the, because an opera often it, it's a theater ultimately and and it has access to language and also to really rich music you know with the orchestra um and how you know the really great composers often use the orchestra at, as a third either character or to set to further support an emotional environment so even before the singer comes out to, to tell you and to sing a line to express what, how they feel, what they're saying, that composer has already set up their emotion. The audience knows exactly where the singer's at. And that, you know, because, uh, because like you said, music goes deeper. I'm going too far. No, that's beautiful. No, I <laughs> want to understand more because, like, that's something that I always thought and that maybe that's why I'm so drawn to musicians and I, I, I have this fascination because I, I just feel like for some reason there's you're able to not just express the emotion but to go deeper into the emotion or to go deeper within yourselves and in communicating that emo- feeling. Now we know it's yeah. not the emotion. That feeling yeah. needs to come out. <laughs> And um and touch on those different different feelings that that arise. So no, that makes yeah. the, I like how you explained it, and and it, and it makes more sense. And but it's still like uh, you know, uh, it'd be nice if if not just musicians were able to do that, and that yeah. we all could kind of go there within ourselves. Well, I think I think that we can though, and I think that we do. I just I think that uh, music is unique in that it really is a language, you know, and there are different languages within music. You know, there's like, there's jazz. That is a rich language, a very, and, and the thing about jazz is there, especially when there's improvisation happening, they're very clearly talking to one another, you know, uh, there's a really interesting study and I couldn't tell you by whom, but, uh, it it talks about musicians playing together and observing their wavelengths Mm. and how at a certain point within a song, which often is the point where the song becomes the most exciting or really hits a nice pocket, their white wavelengths start to match. They enter a space together, you know, and I know it because I've been there. I've been there with my band. Uh, All our eyes are closed and we're we're just like talking. We're with each other, you know? Um, but I, I do, I, so, so languages or excuse me, music is lucky because it's, it's such a rich language, you know, it, it also operates acoustically. Um, so it's really finite, but I would argue I'm, I'm not a particularly good visual artist, but I'm sure if, and when you have already had or have a painter, a sculptor, or whomever, I'm sure that there's, they're working with, within a framework that is language like at minimum at minimum you know um so i think it happens everywhere i just think that there's just something a little exciting um and and more finite about music yeah yeah sure yeah i i I get what you mean and maybe because of the because it's so like detailed or intricate in ways Mm. maybe that's allowing you to go a lot deeper yeah. Because it's it's like clear. It goes by like little piece at a time. So for some reason it allows more depth instead of like chunks. I think where if you kind of I don't know, I just saw that theory. <laughs> no, no, what, no. I'm with how you. People kind of go. I mean, you're speaking my language right now. You're talking about how <laughs> great music is. Like, <laughs> far be it from me to stop you. <laughs> yeah, so that's how I'm just maybe that's my analysis of how or why musicians can can and kind of move move within ourselves and then take yeah. the listener to that same place or a same extra place. Yeah, totally. just kind of go there as well. Like even with, like if I take your your song, 
for example, mm. like cloud, clouds, for example. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not focusing on the music, the lyrics, mm. and just the music, mm. it was going very deep down in in, yeah. in I, and I felt it, and I'm not even yeah. listening to the words. Yeah. Thank you. So clouds like, was very that, deep for me. Yeah, <laughs> I just felt it really deeply. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, that was a very no. I'll you know, and not to like, uh, well, I, I'm human. I, I love talking about my songs. It's a, it's a chance to talk and about them. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, no clouds for me. I put like all of my hopes into that one. Um, everything, all the all the things that you're not meant to express or say. Oh my god, you're so right, Tiffany. I really did. I wanted to. I was trying to express the things that you're not supposed to say with that song. Um, so natural, of course it came out harmonically. Um, well, that's cool. I didn't, that's cool because that was my intention. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, like I wanted to, I wanted to describe the rest, you know? Mm. Um, so yeah, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, it was very, um, and something like, honestly, I wasn't even in that headspace. And we talked about it before, like to to kind of go there or or, or go to that level. I was like, yeah, I'm just listening to some music, and then oh, yeah, it just kind of went there. Honestly, I'm like, oh, I'm feeling it really deeply right now. <laughs> I don't know if I want to go into this place. <laughs> I'm not ready for this. Yeah, I'm not ready for this. I didn't know it was take me there, kind of. Thing. But it was. It, it did. Was, it did. It just. And I was like, oh. oh. Thank you. There's also, you know, there's strings on this one. There's something really beautiful and expressive about strings, like the old classic movies. And and even still, here I go again. But uh, if you look at film scoring, um, here I go. (laughs) I'm about to go deep. I actually wanted to be one when I was younger, but anyway. Really? Yeah. Oh, how? oh, Oh, I'm excited. Okay. I want to talk maybe maybe offline because we're like yeah. going many places. <laughs> I know. <right>? But <laughs> but film scoring is also interesting because if you look at so when did film start like or at least film with sound that that's like 1930s ish like maybe late 20s but 30s for mm-hmm. sure and they're using these orchestras because that was the music of the time the expression of the time. But isn't it interesting that even still today we still use orchestras with film yeah so what like what is it because music has gone quite a long way since 1930 whatever um so you would expect for or one might assume that the music in today's films in a 2020 film Mm. would be the music of 2020 yes but often directors are still wanting these these orchestras, this like orchestral sound. And I, once again, this is me taking a stab into the air that I have no real authority to speak about, but there's something special about the strings. There's, there's something special about that sound. Uh, strings can kind of like keep something buoyant, you know, because they have their bowed, they're not on breath. So you can play one long note if you're good enough forever. <laughs> like as long as your hand doesn't get tired just one note. Wow, yeah. uh, so then you, if you have like an accord and if it's a partic- particularly compelling, like dissonant chord, that can really extend and hold an emotion for a long time. And so on, on not soul on clouds, there are strings and I wanted strings on there because I wanted, I wanted it to sound emotional. I wanted it to feel emotion, or I wanted it to feel emotional. Now I I'm like to feel a feeling, feeling full. I don't know because <laughs> it, it was the feelings, filled with feelings. Because like now, <laughs> yeah. But you get where I'm going. Yeah. Poor listeners, <laughs> apologies. I'm, yeah. I'm going too far. No, it's perfect. It's beautiful. No, I love how you. This is why, like, you know, I, I like I like how you express yourself. I like how you communicate it, and I like how you you're very introspective in the moment, and and you're going into these places, and and it and it's very unique, and and you don't meet many people who are able to just go with it and kind of, oh you know, and and it sparks something, and and they kind of go into that 
part of themselves. So no, I love that you're able to do that and and express and 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 go with me. And so thank you. Thank you for going with me. <laughs> thank you for being generous. I no. yeah. I, I feel like we've somehow forged a very fast and special friendship. I yeah, love speaking I with you. So. Me too. This is just really yeah. wonderful. I just love it. We're gonna go off into so many other things and <laughs> no, it's fantastic. So yeah, thank you so much for doing this um, podcast with oh, me. I, I'm so thankful course. that Shay connected us. Like I just, I know. I was just like, what? This is amazing. This was so cool. Me too. This is awesome. Amazing way to start the year too. I know we have a couple of days. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this is going to be but great. But this is so, fun. Yeah. So listeners, this episode is coming, or well, you, when you hear it, it's out. Um, <laughs> first episode of the new year. So yeah, no, I'm, I'm so happy to be able to just share that with you and then do this. So how can... um these listeners find you where are some best places to find you yeah um so social media for me uh you've learned a lot about me already it's alicia en vivo which means alicia live in spanish um of course my name is alicia waller please visit my website uh you can find me on twitter uh instagram bandcamp i recently joined bandcamp and uh, you can check out my music there which would be a fun listen i hope <laughs> Um, and of course on YouTube, check out my new music video, soul Alicia Waller and the excursion. Please check us out. Yes, absolutely guys. And all of these will be in the show notes. So you'll be able to click on these links and uh, check it out. So Alicia, before you go, before we end this episode, I love to ask the guest speakers, how has this conversation with me made you reflect or maybe highlight anything to you? Yeah. Um, I think I'm actually changing from my initial thought. Um, for me, I think the privilege, um, it's, it's, this is where I get really frank. It's hard sometimes to be an artist and especially an emerging artist coming out, kind of describing who you are to the world for the first time, a world that's not familiar with who you are and what you're interested in. Um, but these past couple of months, I've been really lucky um, and really honored to have people respond positively to my work and validate um, validate the fact that these little contributions that I'm trying to make have mattered to them. Um, so what this conversation means to me is is just how lucky I am to be, how lucky I am to be an artist, you know, um, and to be able to have a place and an outlet, uh, to share my feelings and to share human feelings, uh, with people. So that, that, that's, that's what I've been reflecting on. <laughs> Beautiful. I love that. Thank you so much Thank you for coming onto the podcast. <laughs> Thank you, Tiffany. You're awesome. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Get to Know You. If you enjoyed this podcast, rate, review, and share the podcast on Facebook or Instagram. You can tag me at Get to Know You with Tiffany Farrag. In my mission to open conversations and access deeper dialogue, I want to hear from you listeners. The question again, why do our feelings erupt into creation? Leave an audio, video, or a message on the Facebook or Instagram page of your response to today's question, including your name and where you're from. We'll include some different responses in next week's Get to Know You Cafe to further deepen dialogue on this topic. If you have any topics you would like us to discuss, be sure to tag me in a post with your question. Join us every Tuesday on Get to Know You.